Chapter Nine of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine Guy Arrives in London. In company with his new acquaintance, August Locke, Guy pushed on to London. He knew nothing about hotels, but by the advice of Locke, he secured a room at the Charing Cross the next morning he called at the offices of mr saunders's correspondent mr russell these offices were in a solid and heavy-looking building quite different from the business structures to be found in american cities guy entered and was asked his business by the clerk who looked as if he might have come from glasgow or some other scotch city i wish to see mr russell answered guy you can give me your message i might but i don't think i shall i wish to see mr russell personally mr russell does not see boys said the clerk in an important tone what firm are you with mr john saunders of bombay the clerk opened wide his eyes in astonishment as i have come thousands of miles to see mr russell i hope he will grant me an interview guy added do you come from bombay asked the clerk in an altered tone yes who came with you quite a number of passengers answered guy coolly but i don't see what concern that is of yours you are an extraordinary boy said the clerk who had been long enough in london to acquire the cockney accent thank you for the compliment but i should like to see mr russell the clerk withdrew to an inner room and presently reappeared you can go in he said guy nodded and betook himself to mr russell's private room he found himself in the presence of a grave-looking man of fifty who looked staid and dignified he surveyed guy with evident curiosity my clerk tells me you came from bombay from my correspondent mr saunders i am glad he told you so much he tried to prevent my seeing you i do not often transact business with boys of your age that was doubtless his reason whatever his reason may have been he made a mistake i suppose you have credentials here is mr saunders's letter the dignified mr russell took the proffered letter and as he read it looked from time to time at guy in evident surprise this was the letter my dear sir this letter will be presented you by young mr fenwick who has been in my employ here and who has my entire confidence i have given him two or three business commissions of which he will speak to you i have also instructed him to visit the school at which you placed my young ward vivian bell and investigate some complaints which the boy has made in a letter to me should he find them to be well founded he will at his discretion either remove him to another school or should his health require it take him on a journey whatever funds he may require you will supply him with to an extent not exceeding five hundred pounds 
and aid him in any way he may suggest though he is young i have implicit confidence in his good judgment yours respectfully john saunders it was evident that the grave mr russell was very much amazed guy seemed so young and the responsible position in which he had been placed seemed so unsuitable to his youth that the london merchant could hardly believe that the letter was genuine mr saunders writes that you were in his office in bombay yes sir how long were you there about six weeks did he know you before he engaged you to enter his service only a day or two all this is very extraordinary were you born in england or in bombay in neither sir i am an american i cannot understand how mr saunders should have engaged you on such short acquaintance as you are so young i don't like to mention it sir but i had the good fortune to save his life and how guy related the particulars of the night attack on mr saunders i understand said the englishman his face clearing up you certainly placed my friend under great obligation but how came he to have so much confidence in your business ability he knew nothing of my business ability at first but after employing me a few weeks he seemed to be satisfied with me quite so i was at first inclined to fear that my old friend had lost his usual discretion but i begin to see that he has acted sensibly i shall of course comply with his request and will assist you to the best of my endeavors first do you require any money not to-day sir but i probably shall soon guy gave some business messages to mr russell and then asked have you heard anything of mr saunders's young ward of late mr russell yesterday i received a letter from dr musgrave complaining of his insubordination will you kindly show me the letter the merchant opened his desk and produced a letter which he placed in the hands of his young companion guy read it with mingled interest and curiosity this is the material portion of it respected sir i regret to find myself under the necessity of complaining to you of the boy whom you some time since placed under my charge i should have refrained from doing so feeling quite able to manage him if i did not suspect that he had made complaints to you or mr saunders of bombay of his treatment at the school let me say then that he has shown himself very insubordinate and in that respect has set a bad example to my other pupils in particular he is impudent to my son simon and seems to have conceived a violent hatred for him simon is a very trustworthy and reliable boy who endeavors in every way to carry out my wishes i have made him a monitor and to a certain extent have placed the younger boys under his charge he has exercised great forbearance with vivian 
only requiring him to treat him as my representative with proper respect this young bell seems unwilling to do and i have no doubt is quite capable of misrepresenting the condition of things at the school and his own treatment i do not ask your assistance in any way feeling quite able to cope with him but i wish to prepare you for any mendacious statements the boy may be tempted to make my school has happily a high reputation and has been for years noted for its excellent parental discipline i have received many testimonials from parents who appreciate the valuable training their sons have received at the school i am very respectfully your obedient servant peter musgrave l l d what do you think of this letter mr russell asked guy i have nothing to go upon i have not received any letter of complaint from young bell mr saunders has indeed i have brought a copy of it to show you the merchant looked over the letter which has already been given in an earlier chapter if these statements are true he said slowly the boy should be removed at once the question is are they true or not what did you know of the school sir that led you to select it for vivian bell i saw it advertised in the times several well-known names were appended as references i chanced to have a fellow-passenger a young man who in his boyhood was a pupil at the school ha and what did he say that dr musgrave was a brute and a tyrant possibly he was insubordinate also i shall bring him in some day to call upon you his name is august locke of glasgow indeed is he related to the merchant of that name asked mr russell with interest he is his son his testimony carries weight then he thinks the complaints are well founded yes sir well mr fenwick the affair is in your hands i have no responsibility in the matter you will doubtless go to milton and investigate yes sir i am glad to say that mr locke has agreed to go with me he can assist you materially as he is acquainted with the school at this moment the young scotch clerk made his appearance here is a message just received from milton he said the merchant tore it open and read it aloud in some excitement from dr musgrave of milton to david russell grace court london the boy vivian bell has run away will you defray expenses of search how shall i answer this mr fenwick please wire him that a special messenger will call upon him to-morrow chapter nine